0: Thank <laughs> you. everybody, and welcome to Cracked Spines. I'm
1: Sarah. I'm Cyrus. And I'm no longer dying of COVID. Huzzah! Oh, that was a weird week. That sure was. Uh, a week that I think you only experienced about 50% of, because for the rest of it, you were sleeping. I
0: was comatose, but I was also really sweaty. And whenever I stood up, my heart felt weird. Mm. And most fun of all, I got restless leg syndrome so badly that I couldn't sleep for two days.
1: Ugh. Well, to be fair, you did sleep for two days before that. Yeah. You basically slept for three days and then were awake for three days, so, like, technically you got the same amount of sleep in that week, but in a (laughs) fucked up way. Yeah, in a
0: really kind of hellish nightmare way. (laughs) Uh, I was off work for so long. Yeah, like, almost a
1: month. Yeah.
0: They... They gave me an award at work, and then I was out sick, and then I went on vacation, and then I was out sick again. Like, thanks
1: guys, fucking bye. You're never gonna see me again. I got what I needed from you. I (laughs) peaked. Ask me about my Daisy Award.
0: (laughs) So, we're here, we're good, we're healthy. I did have a COVID patient last night, my first night back from work, and I did sweat through three different shirts I was wearing at the same time.
1: Man, nature is healing, Nature's I guess. Uh, healing, and I'm getting cleansed. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, enough of the juice cleanse. Just try wearing a, uh... Sorry, this is staffing <laughs> currently calling me, asking if I can
0: come in tonight? <laughs> Tee Tee-hee. Teehee. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> you don't work there anymore. <laughs> I got COVID again. Yeah. I love my job, but I'll never pick up shifts unless they pay me, like, $400 extra.
1: You're so valid. And perhaps one day they will. Hey. You're a hot commodity. We're pushing for the winter incentives to come back. What's winter incentives? they're I mean, Like, it's cold and we don't want to go outside, pay us more money to pick up shifts? It's, um, wow, people really don't
0: want to work around the holidays. And uh, <laughs> our uh, per diem people who would normally pick up aren't picking up. If you pick up a shift, we'll pay you 200 extra dollars on
1: top mm. of everything else. No? <laughs> 400? 600? Wow. Yeah. Man, imagine doing that for Thanksgiving a holiday which you hate. I hate Thanksgiving. <laughs> I might pick up Thanksgiving, yeah, but, I, I mean honestly, maybe you should. Yeah. I'm not gonna be here uh and yeah. God you knows you don't want to have to eat in front of a bunch of people, so <laughs> I do like my friends mm-hmm. but money money money, that's right.
0: I'm in healthcare business for the money. Ask me of my Daisy award. <laughs> This isn't about
1: that, though. This isn't about that. In fact, I would go so far as to say that your Daisy Award doesn't mean shit in comparison (laughs) to what we are going to talk about today. That's right. What are we fucking talking about, dude? This week, we are discussing the exciting conclusion of the entire series of Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation by Mo Xiong dong Xiu. We have been absolutely losing our mind about this book series for how long now? Um, well...
0: The episode about the first one went up before Wasteland. Uh, It's been, I mean, just like a month. That's like a normal time to be obsessed with something. It feels like
1: an eternity and I never want it to end. (laughs) (laughs) I feel um, insane. Yeah. In a very good way. In a great way. I feel like it's been a while I feel like I say this all the time, though. Yeah. Every time every time that I'm obsessed with something, I'm like, I've never cared this much about anything ever before. And then if you go back, like, a month in our episode backlog, mm-hmm. you will find me saying the exact same thing yeah. about something else. Yeah,
0: M- me being like, this is honestly the media experience of my year. I've
1: said many times, last time about Colombo. Yeah. I think Colombo's gonna have a, a Columbaco- a comeback, there's nothing there. I'm I sp- honestly
0: I was really on board with Columbaco. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you gave up too easily. You're right. I should have I should have committed. Yeah. And as a little teaser, that's why I'm not good at improv comedy. <laughs> Stay tuned for more on
0: that. Much like your favorite character, the Hamlets of this book. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so. Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation, yeah, we talked about it uh, two episodes ago now, and honestly, last episode, when I was conked out of my mind on COVID, um, but we, we finished the series, and frankly, it, what, what, what else, I haven't read anything else, I'm sorry, I haven't oh, yeah. read anything
1: else, all I've read is this, and then fanfic about this, <laughs> same, uh, I read, like, a couple of short stories in a body horror anthology that I got because I was like, oh, I should, like, uh, you know, read some, like, October-themed stuff. And I was reading it, and I was like, cool, 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 that was good. Wish I was reading fan fiction right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I was reading
0: Modern AU, uh, Lan-, Lan Won-G moves into a shitty apartment with a guy who owns a turtle? <laughs> Is that... For real? That was, uh, I mean, yeah, that's... That was me pulling off the dome. There are 50,000 fics on AO3 for this fandom, so it's probably there. Yeah.
1: A true, absolute treasure trove of, of reading material. I keep
0: making posts on my Tumblr, being like, I think this is a fun idea, and then someone's like,
1: oh yeah, here's the fic for it. I'm like, yeah. no! <laughs> you don't understand! As, as both an avid reader and a writer, it is... A, such a blessing and a curse because i genuinely enjoy when i come up with a fic concept that i'm like oh, nobody has done this the way that i want that i want it to be done and so yeah. now i have to write it and then i write it and it's like it gives me the enjoyment of reading the fic but yeah. i get to control everything that happens yeah
0: um you know how to you know how to characterize your boy sure? sure yang sure Sh- yang sure yang Hey, also, I'm sorry, I don't know if this ended up getting cut. I think it might have. I'm gonna say this again. Just like last time, we sat ourselves down in front of the computer for 20 minutes before recording this, and we practiced saying all the character names, and I wrote out what they sounded
1: like phonetically to me, and I've already been proved that I didn't do it correctly. (laughs) I hate to say it, babe, but when you tried to pronounce the author's name, it was really fucking bad. (laughs) No! Okay, hold on. Hold on to your butts, everybody. Mo Zhang Tong Shu. Yeah, that's way better than the. F- yeah, that's the first how I did the first time. Okay, sure. yeah, that's how I did the first yeah. time. Yeah, you did great. I'm so proud of you. yeah. what it, the fuck were we talking about? We're
0: talking about the Grand Master of Demonic cultivation. Oh, that volume narrows it down. Three, four, and five. We're gonna kind of give a summary about like the overview. And then we're going to later go into the spoiler zone, because the thought of not talking about some of the specific events that happen at the end of this
1: book makes me so sad. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, we apologize for uh, being so passionate about literature, I guess. Uh, If you're complaining about the fact that we're still doing episodes on that and you know who you are, uh, fuck you, I guess. (laughs) Thanks for subscribing to our Patreon, Katie. (laughs) Yes, so we will be discussing spoilers, but we're going to try to do a kind of half-and-half half style, you know, like like vintage Crack Spines. We're going to have a spoiler zone, uh, so that people, Ooh. so that in case you're one of the few people on Earth who uh, is not also completely obsessed with this book series, you can still perhaps get something out of this episode. Yeah. We're nice like that. <laughs> As you can probably imagine, uh, we really enjoyed this series a lot, mm-hmm. and I think I was listening to some of our previous episode on it, and it is so fascinating to me the way that our perception of this series has changed mm-hmm. uh, over the course of reading it, where we compared it a lot to Scum Villain in our last episode, mm-hmm. the Scum Villain self-saving system, also by Mo Siong Sio. mm-hmm. Um, And there is a level of, like, brain-melting insanity that they both absolutely share. But as you get farther into this series, it becomes such a tragedy. It's (laughs) so sad. It's such a sad series. Yeah, it's sad in a way that, like, yeah, tragic stuff happens in Scum Villain, but it's like, you know, you have stuff like Oh, this guy is the like love of this guy's life, uh, died and so he like keeps his corpse in forever preservation and like lies down next to it and like whispers sad things to it. Like and yeah, doesn't fuck it. And doesn't fuck it. Probably. Probably uh you know, that has the potential to be like super fucked up and tragic, but in Scum Villain it's like it's mostly just fucked up and kind of funny because of how yeah. insane it is. It's mostly fucked up and funny because the
0: the guy who owns the body, like <laughs> is like, this is nuts, yeah. guys. I was <laughs> gone for
1: five years, and this is what happened? Yeah. It's a very different tone. Yes, very different narrator. Yeah. Um, and so because of that, even though there are similarities in the tone of the two series, uh, man, Grandmaster of Demonic Cultivation just absolutely kind of gutted us at many points. Yeah. Which, oh. again, if you had told me that when I first started reading this series, I would have been like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: uh, I'm gonna care a lot about this, uh, mean man with a whip.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, why? He's kind of he's kind of a dick, and not even in, like, a fun way. Just in a, like, he's not very good at processing his emotions kind of way. Oh, uh, I bet he's, like,
0: not as compelling as another character, and
1: that's really a burden for him. <laughs> we can't talk about my boy Jung Chan right now, okay? We can't talk about it. It's all we talk about. It is all that we can talk about in this house but maybe you could tell me like what are some events Mm -hmm. that happen so i would say i would describe this series as being a story told in two timelines uh, that follows uh these two people primarily uh wei wuxian and uh lan wanji who are uh childhood friends (laughs)
0: rivals real enemies to friends
1: to lovers but also just enemies to lovers but also friends to lovers yeah uh they have this really interesting relationship and so it follows that relationship in a interwoven timeline uh that half of which uh takes place where these uh essentially teenagers have to fight a war to avenge their parents uh and like free the cultivation world from this tyrannical Uh, sect. There's a point where we looked up how old they were, and then we also just screamed. (sighs) Yeah, it's very sad. Uh, And then another point, uh, 13 years after a lot of that happens, where you are dealing with the implications of a lot of the events that happened before, and you start to gain a lot of additional context of like, oh, everything was not as it seemed. So it's kind of both a sort of a war story and a fall from grace as uh, Wei Wuxian ends up pursuing demonic cultivation over the course of this Mm -hmm. uh, war campaign. Mm -hmm. And then uh, massively, it massively fucks him up and he dies. Yeah. And then a kind of mystery story that happens 13 years after that point, when Wei Wuxian is essentially summoned back into the living world and uh, starts putting a lot of pieces together about the stuff that had been happening. Yes. Uh,
0: and the book takes place in basically two timelines. One, where he is progressing in his new life, and we're seeing basically everything that has happened since he's died. And then the other one, which is we go back to when he was a teenager, and he's meeting all these people that we're checking in with 13 years later. Mm -hmm. And it's like, hey, why is this guy so sad now? Mm -hmm. Why is this guy so mad? Mm -hmm. Why is this guy the head of the clan? That doesn't feel like he should be in charge of anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, because there's this constant back and forth, uh, the book doles out information in this very interesting way where you are reacting to plot twists that happened 13 years ago
1: Mm -hmm. in the present day. Yeah. Where things are finally getting more meaning. Yeah. And honestly, that is one of my favorite things that a book can do I Mm -hmm. do love a uh like interwoven timeline um I love the way that context can be withheld and then revealed at the optimum Uh moment oh oh yeah everyone there's like this point where like at a certain point, like,
0: Wei Wuxian is not using his sword anymore, and everyone's like, why aren't you using your sword? You should use your sword. Hey, use your sword. Use your sword. Uh, and then, like, we find out why he's not using his sword. And it's so good. And I
1: scream. Yeah. I screamed. There were, and it it was interesting, because there were a lot of moments where I would literally turn to you and be like, do we know why XYZ happened yet? And you'd be like, I don't think so. And then we'd get to the point where we figured it out and we'd be like, oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, on the one hand, it did cause some points of confusion for me, but I am fine with that as a reader. Mm -hmm. I actually like to be confused a little bit because I like to ask questions about what I'm reading because I'm so smart and intelligent. Yeah. Uh, You understand. And you're never confused, so it's, like, such a fun novel experience for you. Exactly. Like, because normally I go through daily life and uh, I already know everything that's going to happen, so. Yeah.
0: I will say, again, and I know this is all we talked about last time, such a slow start. Yeah. And... The timeline jumping gets better than it did in the beginning. It does. Where he just sort of looks in a river and then we're in the past for 60 pages. Uh, But there were multiple points uh, with the timeline swapping back and forth because they're going to the same places with the same people. Yeah. That you'd get, like, two pages in and be like, oh, shit. Yeah. We're in the future now. Yeah. It's not, like, tremendously
1: onerous. Yeah. But you do have to... You have to pay attention to the thing you're reading? Ugh, nightmare oh, scenario. And, oh. I, I, I did not check how long the various flashbacks are compared to each other, but I know that the first flashback felt the longest by far to yeah. me, because they're, by that point, you're not quite dialed into the plot, and you're kind of like, okay, well, I didn't really start caring about these characters in the present day, and now we're going back in time and seeing them in the past and I still don't really care about them. It it reminds me... I instantly cared about them as teens. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Uh, But it it reminds me a lot of the kind of common complaint that people have about prologues, Mm. uh, which is that You get invested in the characters in a prologue, and then you swap to an entirely different set of characters, and so you have to kind of essentially do the work of starting a book twice. Yeah. Um, I think that's a valid concern. I love prologues, uh, so... You love, like, a start that takes place a thousand
0: years before something, or, like, a a cursed night before everything
1: went wrong. I do. I do love it. Mm. Um... But in this case, it didn't work quite as well. No. But obviously, once we did get dialed into kind of what the deal was and mm. who the characters were, it it really does take off. But we're not going to talk about the earlier parts of the book because we already did that. So listen to that episode and yeah. listen to us be insane about it. Yeah. This time we're going to be insane about different things, like war crimes, war crimes, and our
0: boys. Yeah. Our freaking bo- oh. God and some of the and some of the things that happened to our girls. Yeah. Also, <laughs> hey, it's bad for both of the both of the, the
1: yeah. two genders. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I I will say I don't love a lot of the female characters in Mo Yang Tong Xio's books. Yeah, uh, they. There are some that I really like. I mean, when I think back on the scum and self-saving system, mm-hmm. the one that I think of the most is the the demon lady. Yeah. Uh, who is very much like sexy demon lady who like, you know, is mean. And what can I say? I'm weak for that. Yeah. Um, this book does have uh, like a greater variety, mm-hmm. but they are never really placed in the same um, narrative importance as the male characters are. Yeah, um, for sure. Or if they are, it is more as like, Uh, because of the way that they interact with the male characters rather than on their own merits. Uh, So I do, that was a little disappointing. um, But that being said, there are some female characters in in this series that I do really love. Uh, So, you know. That, I'd say that's one grain of salt that I had about something that I wished the the entire series had kind of done better.
0: Yeah, and I'll say, and again, we're not going to talk about the TV show because we're trying to talk about the books, but we're also losing our mind by the TV show. Yes. And I think the TV show made a much better choice to make a lot of these women more front and center. Yes. Uh,
1: much to the strength of the narrative. Yeah, in fact, I'm probably mixing up some things that happened in the TV show versus things that happened in the book in terms of, like, I feel like it's entirely possible I would go back and reread the book and be like, where's Wen Qing? You know, and, and like forgetting that yeah. she's like not actually in it nearly as much as she is in the TV show. Yeah.
0: Does Jiang Yin do anything? She just makes soup? Okay. She, she makes soup. Uh she is has the worst love interest in the world. God. Yeah. Um, and uh she defends her brother. Yeah. But
1: um you know. Yeah. Well, We'll get to that. Um, I think in a similar way, something that I do actually really admire about the choices that the writing makes is that there are so many points where rather than dialing into a scene and Mm -hmm. essentially like showing everything that happened, there's this great withdrawal that Mm -hmm. the narration does where you you get a sort of description Mm -hmm. of what happened Mm -hmm but you never see it. Or you never get a description, and it's just completely left unsaid. And I fucking love that stuff. She writes, like, her book has a budget. Yeah. And she's like, we can't do
0: a battle scene. Yeah, we don't
1: don't have the CGI for that.
0: (laughs) I'm just gonna say he killed 3,000 to
1: 5,000 people. And honestly, it works kind of way better, I think, than trying to craft a scene that, that shows the impact of that. Especially
0: since so much of the book is not even about the events that happen, but people's perception of the events. Yes. And the ways that people, once they start to believe something about you and once the narrative turns against you, it can be impossible for the truth
1: to matter yeah Ugh, yeah it was really good the way that they handle that theme is uh, yeah. very compelling I think
0: especially with the person who ends up being the like main villain uh-huh I thought it was portrayed like super sympathetically yeah while
1: also being very oh uh, wildly evil at times yeah. Yeah, I also thought that the portrayal of uh, Xu Yang was super sympathetic. You were... S- <laughs> hey, he never came back. He never came back! I'm so <laughs> mad about... Okay, well, no, he technically did. He does? So I was right that there was more content. Yeah. Um, You may recall uh, my boy, Shu uh, Yang, yeah. who is uh, an evil little psychopath with no redeeming qualities, and I'm not joking. <laughs> he sucks so... Like, the closest
0: he gets to a redeeming quality is, like becoming obsessed with the guy he's
1: torturing yeah <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's so good for me uh <laughs> uh but yeah i i really thought that that uh the the kind of three of them mm-hmm. uh Xu Yang, song lan and uh xiao Xingchen mm-hmm. were all going to come back at some point in the series mm-hmm. because the uh interlude that they have in book two is so absolutely mind-flayingly delicious perhaps not everyone's cup of tea but it certainly was mine uh i could not conceive of the idea that they would not show up again especially because there's this kind of like ending that feel felt to me like it didn't feel unsatisfying but it felt very much like it was leaving the door Mm -hmm. open um and i am mad that they didn't like go through that door. Yeah. Uh, Not actually mad. Like, I don't think that... uh, I don't think that there felt like there was more that needed to be said. I just felt like there was, like, a potential for essentially a whole nother story there that I really want to fucking read. Yeah. But Uh. unfortunately... A soul got ripped to shreds. They're gonna fix it. They're not gonna, They're fix, gonna it. fix it. <laughs> He's gonna be fine. They're gonna. So They're all gonna have a wonderful polycule together. Do you They're gonna all a- forgive the the murder and uh, massacres mm-hmm. and the child murder. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all gonna. I don't actually. That's not what I want. Just to be clear, to be I fu- want more fucked up. You
0: stuff. want more. Fu- you want him yeah. to be brought back. You remember uh, season five of Buffy, when Buffy dies. Uh huh. Um, and she's been through so much, and her friends are like, "We have to rescue." view her from hell because uh-huh. the way she died she probably went to hell. She mm-hmm. almost certainly went to hell and they bring her back and she's like I was actually in heaven and mm-hmm. you guys brought me back to hell. Yeah. That's what they're gonna do to that guy. Fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Love it. Uh, whatever. I'll always have my own headcanons about everything. Yeah. And they're erotic. <laughs> <laughs> and they're horrifying. And they're horrifying. <laughs> Ah, uh, good times. Speaking of uh, things that I love, is it perhaps time to talk about my boy? It's Is it time to talk about the
0: Shakespeare play buried in this book? <laughs> is it time to talk about the literature at the heart of this literature? The fucking character study beyond character studies? The man? The
1: boy? The icon? Jung Chung? Yes, it's it ch- is! Ah, uh, You uh, got me so good where uh, I think you had asked me uh like what fanfic i would want to write about Zheng Chung, who is uh wei wuxian's uh brother and the leader of the Zheng sect mm-hmm. and uh he has a really cool uh ring that turns into like a purple electric whip yeah. um that and, uh, apparently and... you can't find a replica of on
0: the internet fuck off
1: <laughs> <laughs> but why why not why is there not why can't i go on etsy and buy a fucking replica of Zodian? it's so fucking yeah ridiculous I guess I'm gonna have to learn (laughs) metalworking anyways you got me so good because you asked me um what fic I would write about him if I was gonna write something and I was like yeah that's a really tough one I don't know and you were like yeah because it's like trying to like write fan fiction of Hamlet right and I was like that's a really interesting (laughs) hey wait a fucking second There was a moment when I was like, wow, that's a really interesting comparison. You know, I guess there. It there really is like. There's something there. There's something there. And hey, if we can put goofs in a box for now. There
0: is something there. <laughs> there is, listen, he's a tragic character. You pointed this out, um, and I've really been thinking about it. It's that, like, the the main love interest, Wei Wuxian uh, and uh, Lan Wangji, mm-hmm. we know they're going to get together. Because yeah. that, that's, like, what the conventions of a novel centered on a romance are. Yeah. That these two characters are going to kiss with tongue. Yeah. And...
1: Do some other stuff <laughs> Do as well. some <laughs>
0: other stuff that you wouldn't believe. Um, but there was no guarantee of a familial reconciliation yes. between uh, Jiang Chen and Wei Wuxian. And it's not wholly resolved. Yeah, I would say
1: that out of... And we're going to kind of go into the, the spoiler zone mm-hmm. a bit here, guys. So if you don't want any spoilers uh, for the, like, themes and character arcs of the book. Um, Jump off now. Go read them. It's only five books. The first one's gonna take you ten months, but then they're all gonna (laughs) fly past. Uh, I would say that all of the other characters in the book do get some kind of ending that implies that things are gonna be okay. Maybe they're not currently okay, but they are on a trajectory to be okay.
0: Maybe their soul's been (laughs) put through a cheese
1: grater. Okay,
0: maybe not all characters. (laughs) <laughs> um, but now they can be saddled. Uh, they can be a burden on their best friend lover. Yeah.
1: Who had his tongue ripped out. He did. I don't. Okay, listen. I don't think that Xu Young is dead, firstly. Uh huh. Okay, you, no, you're getting me sidetracked. <laughs> you're getting me fucking sidetracked. <laughs> Sorry, tell me about Jung Chen. Okay. So, out of all the characters, Jung Chen is the one who doesn't really get an ending that implies that things are better than they were at the beginning. I would say that I think they will be because the circumstances of everything are kind of better. And there's like so much more clarity about things that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But, and I won't say that I'm disappointed that there was not a scene between Wei Wuxian and Jiang Cheng Mm -hmm. where they have like almost a reconciliation Mm -hmm. But I do want that so fucking badly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that is
0: the extra at the end of the book
1: that I was really hoping for. Yes, same. And I'm, I appreciate you telling me in advance that it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Although I then just kind of stopped reading them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, cool. I got the one with the uh, Shu Yang and uh, the one where he, where Wei Wuxian fucks himself with Lan Ji's sword. Cool. It's all downhill from here, I guess. <laughs> still can't believe that that happened in the canon of this series yeah. um but yeah i mean i as you may know love jung Chung so much so much so much and it's debilitating it is debilitating uh i started out being like eh whatever this guy's kind of nothing and i don't he's like mean and not in a fun way and like mad and not in a fun way mm-hmm. uh and just seems like kind of a prickly dick yeah he seems kind of not as good as any other character (laughs) (laughs) and then you dig back into his backstory and you get to see the like super well-realized sibling relationship between Mm -hmm. him and Wei Wuxian like Mm -hmm. I think it's like so good um and Mm -hmm. you get to see the kind of the love and the rivalry and the fact that like Zheng Cheng is the uh like Earth son? Yeah. Like, he's,
0: he's the heir. Yes. You know, but he's, he's the
1: younger brother. Yes. And, and he's not as good yeah. at stuff. He's the heir of the Chung clan, mm-hmm. and theoretically his parents should sort of prioritize him, but they adopt Wei Wuxian, who is really good at kind of everything, mm-hmm. but also a little shit. Mm-hmm. And, and also the son of a servant
0: and yeah. not going to be in line for the throne and, uh, or like for the, the, the head of the sect. And Also, uh, Jiang Cheng's dad had a thing for Wei
1: Wuxian's mom and also was best friends with Wei Wuxian's dad. Yeah, it is sloppy Mm -hmm. and delicious in terms of the interpersonal Mm -hmm. relationships between them because you you get to see Mm -hmm. Jiang Cheng growing up with simultaneously this love for his adopted brother, but also this constant sense of inadequacy and jealousy because his father is like harder on him as the heir who Mm. is going to inherit this sect and treats Wei Wuxian with like a lot more affection yeah um and And his
0: mother is like first off this nothing child got adopted by one of
1: us yeah she's not his mom yeah um but she is also not Particularly a character who is likely to show affection to the the child that she does care about. Yeah. Uh, it's um
0: it's a really great family dynamic it is. Not necessarily healthy. Oh, super not. Uh, yeah. Um uh and you can really get like uh the those and this their, their, their oldest sister, um, Yin Li, she's so important for holding all of this together. Yeah. And you can really see the way that like they, they are a family that the three siblings love each other so much. Yeah. But there's something so precarious.
1: Yeah. Um and I think that I I just find that so fascinating. I I mean I love a good sibling dynamic and they we're going to be the twin prides. I know. Oh god. There's like this beauty. I think what's really tragic is that you can see the the love between Wei Wuxian and Jiang Cheng, and you can see like this potential future where they both like kind of follow in their father's footsteps of Wei Wuxian being like his uh, like kind of second in command, mm-hmm. and them rebuilding this sect and and like being yeah. so good together. And you can see that they are better when they are together because. Yeah. Jiang Cheng kind of like holds Wei Wuxian back and Wei Wuxian like sort of incites him to like try harder yeah um but then this like you s- this wedge comes between mm-hmm. them in a way that there's kind of nothing that I would be like oh you should have acted differently mm-hmm. except you should have talked about your feelings you more which talk- they simply weren't going they to were do. never <laughs> going to c-
0: listen I read a lot of reconciliation fics I've been looking for them thank you babe <laughs> They would
1: not have communication skills that good. Yeah. Uh, And so there is just this wonderful thing about the potential of this, like, fantastic sibling relationship that devolves into two people who are on opposite sides of this conflict and who have so much horrible things between them, but who still love each other, and who resent each other, and are furious at each other, Mm -hmm. but like, wish the other person had done something different, and... And they can't
0: talk about it, Mm -hmm. because the thing that is like, to, to get into the spoiler zone here, you know, like, the trauma sort of at the heart of it is the things they sacrificed for each other. Yeah. Uh... Jiang Cheng loses his golden core, which is, like, the thing that allows him to cultivate. Mm -hmm. So Wei Wuxian, and this is, like, the twist in, like, you find out in, like, book four about why he's not been using his sword this whole time, gives up, basically, his ability to cultivate normally for his brother. And then we find out later that his brother had gotten captured, leading soldiers away from Wei Wuxian. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's, like, Oh, it's just so good. And again, they never fucking tell each other this until they are literally at sword points. Yes.
0: (laughs) It's, okay, the degree to which people in this story will not talk unless there is a dire situation happening and the villain of the whole piece is like, I'm going to keep doing my plan. But it's wild that you two have
1: not fucked. (laughs) That's not about the brothers. That's about the romance. (laughs) Um, and yeah, we'll get into that in a second, but, uh, I think overall, I just, I really love the fact that, uh, Chung Chung is such a unlikable character who mm-hmm. is so, uh, who you understand on such a deep level yeah. why he sucks so bad. He's, he's such a, I mean, he's like,
0: it's that character archetype, right? Of, like, the guy who just isn't as good as the other one. Yeah, And it's like... Like, so I was walking around listening to Hamilton the other <laughs> night, <laughs> and yeah, there's something there about that musical's portrayal of Hamilton as this, like, wonderkind who doesn't need to try to be brilliant, and is always out there, and is somehow always, like, you know, uh... Like is always winning, mm-hmm. you know, in the eyes of Aaron Burr, and and Aaron Burr is this guy who just like can't succeed the same way,
1: yeah. And the resentment and the fury that builds, yeah. I think that's actually, I truly hate to say it, uh, a very apt comparison, yeah. And one of them kind of kills the other, yeah, 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 yeah. God.
0: Need a moment, babe? Wait for it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, should we pivot off of your boy? Um, Yeah, sure. I just think it's really cool that he has, like, a cool, like, electric whip, and I don't yeah. think that people talk about people how People don't cool that talk is. about his cool whip he got from his mom enough. It's, like, a really cool whip that he inherited from his mom, and his mom is also super hot and also sucks so badly. Oh, my God. I think we talked God. about it last episode, how toxic her vibes are. Yeah. Fucking rancid.
0: Mwah. So good. So good. But also, like, I think more sympathetic than a lot of the fan fiction has given her credit for. Totally.
1: Yeah. Like, I understand why people would villainize her, uh but I would prefer to sexualize her. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) So I think actually, uh, speaking beforehand of uh, a certain scene where many uh, facts come to light. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Would you like to talk about the way in which our uh, two protagonists, uh, Wei Wuxian and uh, Lan Wanji, end up finally uh, reconciling their tender feelings for one another? Yeah, 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 yeah. First things first.
0: Wei Wuxian's in a temple, and he looks, uh, he does some bows, which is, like, so the, the Chinese marriage ceremony, uh, and he thinks, I'm gonna marry Lan Wangji,"
1: And then, Zhang Zhang shows up, and is, like, wow, gay, <laughs> <laughs> parentheses, homophobic. <laughs> and Wei Wuxian's, like, what? No, we're just friends! Like, not even lying, but genuinely in his mind, he's, like, we're gonna get married. But in a friend way. It's insane. It is insane.
0: Then there's some alcohol. They fuck. They s-
1: the fucking is done. Wei Wuxian goes, this didn't mean anything. <laughs> Sometimes a couple of guys just gotta blow off some steam. As Lan Wangji, who has h- been in love with him for decades, yeah,
0: is just sort of quietly repeating the words that Wei Wuxian is saying to him. And then Wei Wuxian's like, I'm gonna get a second hotel room! <laughs> Buddy, that's the worst she could've done it! <laughs> uh, and then he goes out on an adventure with his friend, the corpse. <laughs> uh, and they all end up in a hostage situation together, and it's so... So it's like... <laughs> it's, it's also fair It's a very funny hostage situation, right? Because it is... Jin, uh, Jin Guanyao mm-hmm. takes uh, Lan Shi Chen
1: mm-hmm.
0: hostage. Uh, and then I think. Then, uh, then, like, Wei Wuxian shows up. And then, like, Lan Wang Ji shows up. And then there's, like, a, a fifth person, I want to say. Yeah. Is um, it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, a. Yeah, it, uh, ni Yeah. Who, again, he's going to, like, be revealed, they're, like, at this thing, be like, I think he was the mastermind all along. And, yeah, he probably was. But I like to think he was useless from the beginning and useless through the middle and useless up until the end. And he was just sort of positioning himself well.
1: Yeah. And I would never take that away from you.
0: So, anyway, you have a hostage situation. Oh, and Jiang Chen! Yeah! He's also there! And his nephew! And his nephew! (laughs) (laughs) So, you have a hostage situation with every single surviving principal character. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And a guy who can't murder any of them because of the chain of events it will set off. Yeah. Uh, And he's just like, hey, also, wild you guys haven't fucked. And Wei Wuxian is like, hey, in front of everyone here and now, I did want to sleep with you, Lang Wanchi! <laughs> <laughs> that's the- That's like if in- The Return of the King. Mm Mm-hmm. When, like, everyone's there gathered for the battle outside of fucking uh, Mordor, and they're all there, and Aragorn, like, runs out and, like, sees the light, and he looks back, and he goes, I want
1: to fuck Legolas. (laughs) And then charges off. And then then everyone's like, I mean, are we supposed to repeat that as we run at the (laughs) orcs? For Legolas? (laughs)
0: How's Gimli feel about this? <laughs> Gimli is crushed. God. Gimli thought they were brothers.
1: I mean, listen, Aragorn wants to fuck Legolas, but we don't know how Legolas feels about Aragorn. <laughs> Legolas
0: is like, no.
1: <laughs> no, I got my short king. <laughs> Gigolus writes in this house. <laughs> I hate Gigolus. It's a terrible ship name. Yeah. And a great ship. It's a great but. ship.
0: Uh, yeah, and it's. I feel like that's... Um, <laughs> There's so many strangely grounded elements in this book mm-hmm. that are essentially all about, like, violence perpetuating violence and revenge begetting revenge yeah. and pain begetting pain. Yeah. And the ways you become locked in the cycles of... of... The bad behavior your parents gave you, or, mm-hmm. or inflicted on you, and the the ways that power works, and like inherited trauma, and then there's also scenes, which is Lan Wangji gets drunk, carves his name into a wooden
1: fence, and then steals a the chicken. Yeah, for Wei Wuxian. Not just his name, he he carves like a series of like erotic like... doodles into the wooden fence that then, uh, our boy. <laughs> Wen Young, who is a, like, living corpse known as the Ghost General and the, the fear of the cultivation world, uh, goes back and, and uh, scratches it all out again. <laughs> yeah! Like a good boy! Yeah, he's so good. I love him he's so He's so
0: good. And he's always- there's a certain point in the story where he's just always also there. Yeah. He's the ultimate third wheel. He is. God. He's their beast of burden- and their fucking chaperone. Mm-hmm. And frankly, you know what, you gotta talk, I'm just, I'm not gonna go into it the same way that you did with your boy. Okay. But yeah. I do want to talk about my boy. Of course. Which is Wei Shin. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot it wasn't Nye <laughs> Listen, Nye Hoi Song, yes, I like him a lot, and I wish he would appear on the TV show in every episode, fluttering his fan uselessly in the backgrounds. Listen, we all wish that. <laughs> <laughs> we all wish that. I think Wei Wuxian is a genuinely very good character. In the last episode, we, I think, when I was so conked out from COVID, yeah. I think I did talk about how it swapped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, actually, Lan Wangji is my boy. Yeah. Lan Wangji is my TV boy. Yeah. Wei Wuxian is my book boy. Yeah. And I think that he is such a remarkable combination of traits of stoic and whiny, mm-hmm. and heroic and genuinely noble, yeah, uh, and destructive to those around him and himself, yeah. Um, but there's like the core of him is someone who can't stand to see injustice,
1: yeah,
0: and who is willing to take a stand against the entire world for that. No, don't you smirk like
1: that? Don't, don't you? You <laughs> sick little fuck. <laughs> I, you and I are not the same. <laughs>
0: <laughs> not the same. I was... And again, this is a little bit talking about the TV show, but it's also talking about the hor- horrible banquet scenes. Yeah. The
1: banquet scenes are so bad in both of them. Every banquet seems like such a fucking drag. I would simply engineer excuses to not go to any any one of them. Yeah. We're not going to be politicking in this fucking world. Yes. Um, banquet, a.k.a., uh... Two people in an otherwise silent room gossip loudly about somebody else is, who is there, and then somebody starts an actual verbal fight with them.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's And also, frankly, the classrooms and the banquets and the meetings of this world are not well run. Yeah, they're they, not. They do not have good moderators being like, hey, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a wild thing to say so loud in a quiet room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What the fuck are you talking about?
1: You're talking about your boy Wei Wuxian
0: Oh, but those like those banquets. I was just thinking, so it's just these like rooms full of so many important people that all chime in constantly about what they think should be happening and what they perceive the situation to be and they are watching you react to them uh reacting to someone else. Mm-hmm. And I. There's like a couple different times where characters like stand up in these circumstances and say, all of you are wrong, and, and I'm going to do something else. Yeah. And I do think that's just so tremendously brave.
1: Yeah. Uh, Especially in the fucking pit of vipers that truly is the uh main cultivation I, sect leaders. They suck. They suck. They're a really good
0: argument for like. I don't think it should be bloodline determined. Yeah, it. <laughs> I don't think the clan should lead the sect necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, this does remind me though. Um, there. So speaking of like bloodlines, uh, that there's like the fa- There's a family inheritance of who runs the sect, and people can people can join the sect, uh-huh. but there's like the family line of inheritance. So, uh, Lan Shichan becomes. Sect leader of the land clan, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's this quote from the author who is saying something like, I don't know why people imagined him to be this sort of Machiavellian figure who, like, knows what's going on. At no point did I ever write him like that. (laughs) He's just sort of got the job and is nice. Yeah. God. Okay. Also, frankly, I think he bears a lot more responsibility than Jiang Chun for the situation that happened with the Wens because he was an established figure, uh, when Jiang Chen was like a fucking 19 year old. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, also, uh, speaking both of things, <sighs> the author has said and Jiang Chen, uh, I learned right. while <laughs> Googling things about him as you do, yeah. uh, that apparently the author has said that he is, uh, blacklisted by, uh, the female cultivating world after going on three catastrophic blind dates. <laughs> I have questions. Me too. I need to know. Who set up the dates? Yeah. Oh, God. I you know, feel like it has to be either Jin Guan Yao or uh, Nia Huaisong. Yeah. <sighs> Sorry. I'm just thinking of all the ways that a blind date with uh, Chang Chen could go wrong. The angriest man in the yeah. world. It would be rough fact um. <laughs> that he got to three i know
0: <laughs> that someone was like like that jin guan ya was like honestly this isn't even part of my scheme i think this will help yeah i think it would
1: fix him and it doesn't it doesn't uh i do want to say once again i'm so sorry i'm i'm I, there's there's a bottomless well of uh Jiang Cheng feelings that i can pull from yeah uh to circle back to what i was saying before even though his ending is i would say one of the most ambiguous like he doesn't get the same kind of sense of resolution for his angst that a lot of the characters do i think that i believe that in time he and wei wuxian will fucking talk about their feelings since now they both know what each other sacrificed Mm -hmm. uh and i think that he will become less of an asshole and i think that he will become happier in time that is that is my personal and i think lan wangji will never like him nope nope nope
0: (laughs) i literally my one of my discussion questions here is do you think the brothers
1: are gonna reconcile i do i i i fully do i mean wei wuxian is just like I cannot imagine him actually holding animosity towards his brother. He wants to love his brother again so badly. And frankly, I think Chong Cheng also really wants to love Wei Wuxian again. Like they both, the love that they have for each other never goes away, and that's why it that's is why so it hurts delicious. So yeah, badly, exactly. Uh, so I think that those crazy kids are going to figure it out eventually. Probably uh, at uh, Wei Wuxian's wedding. Um, when <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. I don't know if toasts are a thing uh, for for this type of wedding, but Zhang Chen gets really fucking drunk and gives the sloppiest, most emotional toast. The
0: sloppiest, most emotional toast that to him is so emotionally revealing and to everyone else is him being like, my piece of shit brother, yeah. this stupid motherfucker, from the moment he entered my life, he was a burden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all that has changed is the ways that he weighs upon me yeah if i had never met him i probably <laughs> would have been happier in many ways
1: oh my god it's like you're literally him okay okay if we are talking about jung chen
0: yes and if we are talking about the personalities of the people in this book oh yeah i want to posit a question to you that i've also posited on my tumblr mm-hmm. your very good friend who is also a character in The Untamed, has decided to join an improv group and wants you to come to one of their shows. I kill
1: myself. <laughs> Who's
0: the worst character? And I think, you know, because there's a bunch of different characters, I decided they're not all in an improv group together. Yes. Because that would make me want to self-immolate. Yeah. Instead, there's like Chet, Brian, David, Brian, and John <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's so funny. So, like, who sucks the most? It's such a good question, and a question that, dare I say, contains such a nuance of (laughs) rancidity. (laughs) So I think the most important thing is, first of all, I would not want to be there under any circumstances. (laughs) I think we can all probably agree that Wei Wuxian would be the best at improv I think...
0: I'm gonna say, uh, I do think it would be, uh, Nia Hui-sang.
1: Oh, no, you're right, you're so right, you're so yeah. right. Wei Wuxian, yeah, game, though, game yeah, is game. hell. He's, he's good. He's, yeah. he's not- Also, okay. Jin Guan-yao? Yeah, well- But,
0: actually, I think if he fucked up, he would be so visibly upset, and it would be so uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, and it's not- n- <sighs> Not upset in, like, a breakdown way, but in a way where you can, like- see that he is plotting the deaths of everybody yes. he in gets, the audience. He smiles
0: wider and wider and gets colder and colder. Oh, it's so
1: scary. They uh, should have laughed at his bit about farting grandmas. Is that is that a reference to something, or is that just, like, what you That's would do the, in improv comedy? It's the first thing I could think of, so I guess it's improv, baby. All right, well, there you go. Um, so I think, first off, let's, let's take a look at the results of the poll, which have rolled in. Yeah. Um, Unsurprisingly, I would say Lan Wan is the uh, top contender for worst at improv. In Yes, I, I agree with you, I disagree with the results of the poll. I don't think that he would be the worst. Yeah. And let's let's really dig into that. So he is a character who seems very uh, straight-laced and humorless on the surface. He is very straight-laced. Yeah. He is not humorless. Yeah. Uh, he he would be the perfect straight man. Yeah. His comedy would be it would it would expand your mind. The fucking Zakoyama assassin
0: one-word fucking joke.
1: Yes, you're so correct. He would he would be so silent, so not emotive, and then he would say a single word, and the audience would go fucking bananas, and it would yeah. be great. It would be so funny, and Chet would hate him. Chet would hate him so much he'd be so jealous. Chet would Chet would work so hard on like his like skills and his jokes and stuff. I don't know how you work at yeah. improv comedy. Chet uh, is Jingguan Yao, by the way. <laughs> God. (laughs) Oh, that's yeah. That's that's accurate.
0: I think second place, and it was close. It was neck and neck. Pretty close. Yeah,
1: is Jiang Cheng, and I strongly disagree with that. Okay, and Mm -hmm. I think if you go into the notes of this poll, I am deeply gratified and touched to see that my fellow Jung Chung defenders are out in force, and everybody agrees that he would not be the worst at improv, because he has been doing improv comedy with Wei Wuxian for his entire fucking life. Yeah, I would say this series is a great example of him yes and Wei Wuxian. (laughs) (laughs) He really picks up the
0: vibe Wei Wuxian (laughs) is
1: playing down. He would be so mean and it wouldn't be funny to the people that he was doing improv with, but it would be funny in a horrible way to everybody else. Uh, I think I still think he would be
0: the worst. I, but I think he would you're be so wrong. I you're think he so would be. Wrong. I think he would be good in a group with Wei Wuxian and terrible in any other group.
1: Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll admit to that, that I can imagine that happening. And, and once I do
0: again, th- I think the after party would be so fucking toxic oh,
1: yeah. as he, like, debriefed all the jokes that didn't land. Okay, but, like, you say that he would be good in a group with Wei Wuxian, but let me posit an alternate situation <coughs> where he is in a group with Wei Wuxian. And Wei Wuxian is better at improv than him. <laughs> oh, and he's getting bigger laughs. Oh, and yeah.
0: some of his laughs are coming in talking about how bad Jiang Chen's jokes are. Oh, oh no!
1: That <laughs> would be so bad. I, oh, I, I want to take him away from that. <laughs> it sucks so bad for him and for everyone watching. Wen Ning would run off the stage crying. Yes, see, that's the thing. Wen Ning is the, uh, oh, I guess he's not actually even third place... Uh, so, Wen Ning and Nia Mingjue are like two of the runners up. I, I actually think Nia Mingjue would be the worst at improv. Yes, I think so too. I think that he would like. He would try to prepare jokes for improv, and then they would make no sense and they wouldn't land, and he'd get really mad about it, and yeah. then he would Specifically murder Specifically at with Jin Yao? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Okay, everyone. He must
0: gain more personality at some point people are like oh my god Min-Ju. he's nothing he's just a guy with a big sword and a mustache that's all you need baby <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry you might be hearing <laughs> uh the sound of frantic scrambling it's because uh somebody in this room managed to shut one of our cats
0: out <laughs> <laughs> i thought scurvy was gonna be okay uh, he's- hey, fine. As long as we're acknowledging some elephants in the room, we should say, uh, if the sound quality sounds different, it's because it's been a week since we recorded the last
1: part of this episode. Because our microphone literally died in the at the very end, tripped at the finish line of our last episode, and we literally could not continue our discussion mm-hmm. of uh, who would be the worst yep. at improv comedy, which was so precious to us that we were like, we awesome. simply have to... Us. 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 You turned
0: to me three days ago in the car and said, should we take an improv class?
1: <laughs> and the answer is no. <laughs> it Come would on. destroy our friendship. It's time to junk chat it. No, nobody should ever junk chat it. Um, yeah, so we, we had to get an entirely new microphone and then record the ending to this episode a full week later, so... Let us know if the new mic sounds better, I guess. <laughs> Hope to God it does. Okay, but I one one last thing on the improv uh thing, which, <laughs> which is you, you
0: was so important that I can't stress enough. I just came off Three shifts of work, so Mm. working so hard, so ready to go to bed, so ready to sleep in.
1: Wow, you just told me that it was actually a really easy shift and that you spent most of it reading about, uh, what was it, uh, like Chinese hospice care (laughs) or something? Why were you, why, so tell us about why you were reading about Chinese hospice care. I think it would be cool if Lan Wangji was a musical thanatologist. And you're correct. (laughs) And I love you. Anyways, the person who would actually be the worst to watch at improv comedy would clearly be... Jin Zichuan. Yeah. He would suck. He, would, I, he, he I, would think, he would come in so hot thinking that he was so good, and he would not be good at it at all, and he would be so mad about not being good at it. Yeah, I fucked up. I literally forgot to put him on the poll. Yeah. Wow. Your fucking biases are showing dude, because he's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he and Ming Jue are nothing. They're nothing to me. They're absolutely nothing to me. No, I, I say that, but
0: they are something to me. <laughs> I mean, I'll give, I'll give, uh, fucking... (laughs) Yang Li's husband. A nod. Yeah. Only because that one post that's like, he's the
1: brother-in-law of all time. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, And I will give Nia Mingjue a nod because I love a man who says something ominous and then does like a sharp turn towards his sword, which then starts rattling ominously as well. I mean, who's not into that? We said we weren't going to talk about the TV show. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's so hard. It's so hard. Okay. Also, guys, uh, just so
0: you know, Cyrus is leaving the country in less than ten days. In less like, than a
1: week. Less bro. than a,
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, and we have <laughs> like sixteen episodes of The Untamed to watch between then and now. And we're going to on- do it. We have made a viewing schedule. We are sticking to it. And by God, if you have to miss the flight
1: to Spain so that we can watch the last episode, you won't. Yeah. No. I mean, I'll, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. But I will FaceTime you uh, from the plane. And it will crash as a result. I think if you get on the Wi-Fi, it's
0: fine. And then I'm they... not gonna get on the Wi-Fi, is the thing. And they love it, actually, if you loudly FaceTime on the phone. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of crimes, uh, we should end this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, well- Jin Ling would be really bad, but he's also a teenager, so he'd get a pass, but then yeah. you'd feel, like, bad because he's a teenager, and you'd have to, like, support him, and you yeah. wouldn't even be able to rag on him like you could the adults. Okay. Yes. Um, Also, can I just say, what an unpopular kid. I know we're not, we'll talk about the TV show for a second, just because his characterization there is is factoring into this. What a child so obviously raised exclusively by Jiang Chen and Jin
1: Guan Yao. Yeah. Can't believe he doesn't have any friends his own age. (laughs) But he will. It's all gonna work out. Um, all right, well, this has been Cracked Spines, as I'm sure that you all know. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you enjoy what we do, please feel free to give us a review on whatever platform uh, that you uh, listen to us on. You may reach out to us at any time at crackspinespodcast at gmail.com. Let us know who you think would be uh, the worst at improv comedy. Also, uh, dear listener who emailed in and gave us so...
0: Many resources and uh, information about getting into Chinese media and Chinese history. Thank you so much. I need you to know that your P.S. that said that Cyrus pronounced <laughs> it things better than me has driven a wedge into our household unlike any other. Uh,
1: I, th- I thought it was fine. I thought that was a fine. I you're, think it's been great. I you're it's tearing been great. this household <laughs> apart. No, Sarah your poor pronunciation is (laughs) uh and uh if you would like to financially support what we do uh which hey um shout out to everybody who supported us on patreon uh and has funded our shiny new mic which will hopefully not stop recording five separate times in the middle of an episode uh you may find us on patreon at Crackspines podcast and on that note, uh, it's let's read.
0: You can find us at Patreon at Crackspines Podcast. Yeah, just search
1: Crackspines Podcast on Patreon, Sarah. I'm sorry that I believe that our listeners have intelligence. Sorry, I think that it should be the call to action should be kind of easy. Okay, fine. What's the
0: call to action, Sarah? It's the thing you say at the end of the thing that's like, subscribe
1: okay well then do it say the call to action patreon.com slash crack spines podcast wow i'm sure that nobody could have possibly found that otherwise I even... <laughs> thank you sarah you saved our household's finances single-handedly <laughs> please uh <laughs> subscribe to our patreon so i can buy a second mic to beat cyrus to death with yes please do uh and on that note uh thank you to a few of our patreon subscribers who have genuinely given us their hard-earned cash um Thank you to Isabel Wilson, Unnameable Things, Will Henry, NJ, Megan C., August Walters, and Mars Robin. And originally Sarah was going to read <laughs> half of those, but uh, has continuously degenerated into giggles, so... I'm uh, so sleepy. You can get the next one. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for Megan subscribing. Megan C., August Walters, oh Mars Robman. I said it
0: normally, and you were like, stop saying it That's aggro. not
1: normally. That's saying it the way that Jung Chung would say improv comedy once he starts to realize that he's never going to be as good at it as Wei Wuxian. Yeah, thank you so much for, for subscribing. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, we are we genuinely do. Yes, we really do. Uh, please don't let our buffoonery uh, distract you from that fact. Um, and thank you for waiting so patiently for us to uh, get started with the name shoutouts again. We will be continuing to do so on our next episode. So catch us then. Sarah's going <laughs> to fall unconscious. I'm going to say the name
0: Supernormal next time, and no one's going to be able to say anything. And on that note... I'm going
1: to bludgeon you unconscious.
0: On that note, I'm going to kill all your loved ones and then put their eyes out. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) I know you do, you little freak.